Hey, Studio DNA fans. I'm Chad, a new podcast host here on the network. I'd like to invite you to check out my new show called Hot Takeout, where I mix together some of my favorite things, fast food and musical artists. When you listen, you'll get that feeling you have when you get an onion ring in the bottom of your french fries. It's a win. We'll dig deep with the artists. We'll find out what inspires them and what foods they have to stay away from. And we're also playing fast food games, which will also make sense when you listen. So check out the Hot Takeout podcast streaming right now here on the Studio DNA podcast network what time is it it's shoe time what day is it shoe day what year is it i don't know uh it's shoe year what else can i talk about what laundry is it it's shoe laundry time okay anyway it's two dose it's two dose you play a lot of app games i do so tell me if this like do they have varying degrees of ad annoyance yes I'm playing a game right now that I love. The ad annoyance is through the roof, and it's almost enough for me to, like... Like, you don't offer an ad-free option, right? So I can't do anything about it. Ads are popping up in the middle of playing, and it's just like, I really like this game, but you are making it very difficult for me to play. Yeah, that will ruin a game. And then there are other games that's like, hey, here's an ad to get more stuff. You know, which this game does too. So it not only just breaks in like randomly. Watch this ad and then right. you can spend half the amount of gems to accomplish or, your goal. Or pay us two bucks and you'll ad never free. see an ad again. Which you would do instantly. Instantly. Mm-hmm, because of Google opinion rewards. <laughs> free money for your opinion. Sorry, that's just what I was I was thinking about that. I just wanted your expert opinion. I actually um, had someone comment that they enjoyed my app review series on Sif Pop yeah. recently. Yeah. I, I was super proud about that. I worked hard on that. It was great. Thanks. It was you are the expert. So I just wanted to check in <laughs> with uh, the expert and see if that was a common thing. Well, it is common and it absolutely sucks in a little bit. How do I make it stop? Well, you can write the developer. Yeah. Is that going to help? It could. Is that going to work? It could. You could write the developer and say, I would pay you $7.99 for this I will game. give you $20 stop to never it. show me an ad again. <laughs> Maybe that's their goal. Maybe they're going to make it so annoying. And then jack up the price of ad free. Oh, that stinks. Yeah. I'm sorry. I would I would leave a comment on a review publicly. Okay. Uh, so that they have a public review, and I would. That's review. a good idea. Mm-hmm. Right on like the Google Play Store or something. Yeah, That's exactly. what I should do. That's totally what I should do. Do that. Just say like I totally love this game. It's one of my favorite games. Um, but the the ads are ridiculous and almost enough to make me quit playing a game I love. Yeah. That's that's gonna be my review. It's kind of like. In if you're playing a card game you liked and someone just kept coming over and slapping you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly I'm trying to play like, solitaire. Okay. Stop I'm slapping my own me. Business. Oh, you're in Shuado. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I'm excited. Um, we took a week off last week. You may have noticed or may not. It doesn't really matter. No, you did. We we had so many emails. <laughs> we didn't have a single in. email. We well, didn't have no, a single did. piece of contact. Did we, we? Did we did? We got a no longer safe email. Oh, that's true. But it wasn't. I'm just saying we didn't have anybody be like, where were you last week? Sure, we did. <laughs> it was somebody saying, hey, I loved what you did with that episode, which is very kind. It we... was my mother. She was like, hey, where did you go? Are you OK? <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved the email. We we got an email. Can we talk about that before sure, we get sure, sure. too go far ahead. in? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Nicholas, who lives, I think, south of Brazil. Mm-hmm. So not even in my hometown. Definitely Southern Hemisphere. Uh, yeah. Uh, had a lot to say about no longer safe or no label safe. I'm sorry. It's, it's no longer safe. No longer. No longer safe. Right. Okay. Yep. I really we decided, remember? Yes. Because it was the bad guys that wanted us to change it to no <laughs> label safe. So we're going with our our idea. I, I feel like I just need to get it tattooed on my 
on my arm, so I never forget. And I can just look at my arm and say, that's what You can what just say is. NLS if you want. Uh, so Nicholas wrote in, because of the perspective, we were talking in the show um, mm-hmm. on body image yeah. about how, you know, in other parts of the world, that's there's the a, European ideal. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do that. We idealize other cultures. And Nicholas gave us a kind of a peek into what it's like in his area mm-hmm. of the world and that it's kind of the same. And, yeah. Uh, even, even if, the, even if there are some issues that are lighter, there are other issues that are more extreme. And I think that's just a reminder that humanity is, is kind of the same around the world. Um, so yeah, no, I appreciated that email quite a bit. Yep. And then also kind of went even more into how he has a girlfriend who struggles with body image and specifically, he was going to think about my challenge to not comment on body I, image. I have thought about that so much have you? as a dude, because you're taught the good thing to do is tell people, there especially people close to you, that they're sure. beautiful and that you like the way they look and I like this about you. And I've thought about that challenge a lot too, especially after hearing from Nicholas. So again, mm-hmm. thank you so much for writing because I don't want to steer anybody in the wrong direction. Like, you know, you kicked back and you're like, mm-hmm. I can't just stop telling my wife she's beautiful. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, yeah. That's what I've struggled with is trying to figure out because I agree with the principle that you're talking about right. is the idea of overemphasizing physical mm-hmm. beauty. But at the same time, um, it's, there's a value there to a lot of us. You can kind of get clever on how you choose to compliment, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So anyhow, I hope that the challenge wasn't too extreme in one direction. Like find your balance. Right. Know your person. It's often about balance. Yeah. And uh, it's something that I will continue to think about as well. There, it's definitely was an extreme uh, comment and to hopefully shake things up on how we talk about body image and how we compliment each other. But I, my hope is that uh, Nicholas, that your girlfriend whether with your influence or other people in her life's influence or other, um, there's just some amazing people that you can follow on like Instagram and stuff who are so all about their own body and their own image being exactly what it is. There's, mm-hmm. there's this one model I follow. She literally has the thickest unibrow I've ever seen and yeah. probably will ever see. And she's a model mm-hmm. advocating for the fact that body hair is okay. Mm-hmm. So, there are people that are beautiful and influential and maybe she'll find some of those through social media outlets and stuff that she can look to and and begin to just do some self-reflection and and have some of the revelations that I have had along my journey, which is that I'm exactly what I'm supposed to look like. And if somebody has a problem with it, I hope they don't say anything because I got to, I will, I would just hope they wouldn't say anything. It's kind of, it's kind of like, uh, you know, I love your version of beauty. You know, like it's in maybe that's not the right way to say either. But the idea of the beautiful that is you is not contradicted by the beautiful that is somebody else or the beautiful that is, you know know what I'm saying? Like we're not supposed to. That's not the equal. There is no equalizer beauty. Right. Beauty just is. Yeah. You can be beautiful without uh, assigning a standard of beauty. And oftentimes that happens when you have people in your life that you look up to who are beautiful in really unique ways, really deep internal ways, things you can't see on the outside. Yeah. So good luck to you, Nicholas. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for for sharing. If you want to send something to us, feedback at shoe the dough. Dot com. Uh, we definitely maybe you missed us last week. Gosh, where are you <laughs> yeah. guys? Come, Come on. on, guys. Tell us how awful we are for missing a week of shows. It's not like you just binge on podcasts all at once from like two years ago. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you as a podcast uh, listener, an avid podcast listener. Sometimes when my shows miss a week, I'm like, oh, thank you. Because like, <laughs> oh, you have so many. Because I have so much to listen to. <laughs> it's like. 
Oh, good. Oh, good. I mean, I, I look forward to the next episode, but it's a nice break. Today we're going to be doing um, an episode of... Well, it's, the it's Tuesday, um, so it's Newsday. It's Newsday. Oh, we're not going to do... I, why was I thinking that we were going to be doing um, the New Music Digest today? I, because that's Thursday. <sighs> Guys. Tuesday is Newsday. It's Peru's Day. It's Newsday. It's Tuesday. Oh, Sorry. Sorry. You had to warn me about oh. these things. We didn't even do any story time. I know, which is fine because we had a we had feedback time, which is you know that will take the. We place call of that, by the way, time. on shoe. We call that kickback. Oh, so Kick- you remember that? We used oh, to have yeah, a, we, we, did. we used to have a kickback <laughs> section. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. It's been a long time. Uh huh. Well, I mean, I can tell a story just real quickly if you want me to. No, I mean, I'm good. I just, I just my two year old sight read today. Whoa! Okay, moving on. I was super impressed with that. We had just finished reading this book and it says peekaboo in like big letters. Yeah. And so she picked it back up a couple minutes later and was trying to read it. And I said, what does this say? And she went, peekaboo. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying Well, I can she follow read. that up with my own story. My 16 year old didn't do the dishes yesterday. So, so yeah, well, it all balances out. <laughs> so, yeah. So parenting, there's all, there's all sorts of things that happen. My, mine are always going to be about parenting now, aren't they? All right. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Studio DNA presents Peru's The News. Every day, so many things happen around this crazy world of ours, and it's up to your host to glance around at them and decide what's worth talking about. Join them on a journey of the wonderful, a journey of the strange, a journey of adventure. And here come our hosts now for Peru's The News. I ran out of ghost down. No, you did great. You did wonderful. I apparently, I haven't been going to yoga. That's why. <laughs> All right. What do you got? A ninja gorilla slips through electric fence, becomes a legend See, amongst apes. This is why you're on the show. <laughs> I would never find this one. My, I don't know. I just always gravitate towards studies and like that kind of stuff. And you're like, ninja gorilla. <laughs> it's like, okay, here we go. Danae's got another story. Uh, this happened in the Netherlands. There's a fence at... Burgers Zoo. Now, I'm sure Burgers maybe be someone's last name in the Netherlands, but like over here. That's what here... we call the dairy farm nearby, the Burger <laughs> yeah, Zoo. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just not a. In the U.S., that would definitely be a a, a play. Anyway, um, so this gorilla figured out a way to get through this fence, um, and, and join the population. And it's an electric fence. Yeah. So on the other side, this young girl, it was a younger girl, so it wasn't like a huge. I was going to say, I hope this isn't like a silverback that could like tear people up. Casually tapped the glass that separated the enclosure. So there was Mm -hmm. still a little bit of a barrier. Um, Oh, so there's the glass enclosure mm -hmm. and then there's the electric fence. Right. There's a fence that keeps them from coming up to the Sure does sound like a prison. (laughs) Yeah. And, And there's video footage of him like gearing up for the jump and gearing up for this maneuver to get through the wow. fence because it's got a. I mean like have you ever been stung by an electric fence before yes. you have yeah i remember one time uh it was a low voltage electric okay. fence uh-huh. and we used to hold on to it for the surge and just feel the surge um when i was a kid <laughs> don't do this by the way because no. you never know what the voltage is but no my dad would say the same thing because he grew up on a farm and he's got some stories about yeah. Yeah. But this one, this one was just like a, ooh, and then yeah. we go away like for a little bit and then, ooh. <laughs> I think my so, dad told me stories about So how we would hold on to it. They would do that, but then they wouldn't tell somebody and they'd reach over and touch them. 
You yeah. go to zap them. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you had to find fun things to do on a farm back in the day. <laughs> I'm sure. There was no internet. No. They, they couldn't just no cell sit around. Phones. No, no. Um, this is why cell phones are a great thing. They keep us from grabbing onto electric fences. So the great thing about this video is it's just really cute. He's just coming right over. People got to be closer to the gorillas than ever before. Still safe. But, you know, it was a really fun thing. And then he just kind of like went back over onto it's his amazing. side. But the video is interesting again because he's like gearing up for it. And I'm like, oh, that poor. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> so, Ninja gorilla. This one was one that I thought was really fun. I found it on, I think, the Huffington Post. I, you know, I do wonder about animals, uh, you know, gauging their surroundings enough to make smart decisions about how to escape. Or dumb decisions. Or dumb decisions, for that matter. Uh, my first article, three quarters of photos taken on mobile phones are never looked at again. 74% the actual number the study wow. showed. 74% of the time you click the take picture button, you never see that picture again. Wow. Now, I think this is different for you because I think you're very aware of your pictures. Well, yes, but... But I think this is true for most people. I think this might be true for me in that I take enough photos and then I go back to my favorites, but I don't Mm. delete the ones that aren't my favorite. And I think that would be something that would be interesting to do. You know, if if this idea of unlimited storage wasn't such a, you know, I I just, I store so many pictures that mean nothing. probably one photo could encapture that moment. Instead of well, 17 it's why photos. a lot of the photo software now is including things like, we'll pick the best picture, we'll show it to you. If you like it, we'll delete all the others. Or like, it's including that stuff. We'll combine the pictures because, right. and, and make all the faces smile so that you can just keep right. one instead of... Yeah. yeah, I think the software companies are on this. Uh, they recommend a six-hour phone spring clean a year. So once a year, just take, you know, a big portion of your day, like a full work day, basically, to just go through your pictures for that year and just delete the stuff you don't want. I just don't know that that's worth the time investment. Yeah. It's just like, I don't care if it sits there. And again, I have unlimited storage through my Pixel, but... I have several photographer friends who want to find a way to um, educate and encourage people to understand that even if it's in the cloud, you still need to have a backup of your favorites. And they actually, you essentially pay them to kind of help you go through picking out your favorites, getting them backed up and even printing some so that you have some kind of a way to have a tangible relationship with photography again, because Mm. it used to be completely opposite. Now it's you take it, you forget about it. It used to be you take it, you wait, you go get it developed, you wait, you look at it, you save them forever because it's a memory that you finally got to capture. Even if it's awful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I have a picture of the inside of a volcano on a ride at Disney that I reached over whenever I was like eight years old uh-huh. and I had my camera. And I just took a picture of the inside of it and I was so curious what I would find. So I was, <laughs> it was my favorite picture. Oh, that's great. From that trip. And it's just like gum and trash, <laughs> but I had to know what it was. And I couldn't, I couldn't oh, see it because I was sitting down. So I reached over and took a picture while we were on that. It was the, uh, imagination ride. Well, welcome to the DNA or old section of the, uh, the podcast. <laughs> Uh, I do remember the feeling of a roll of film not taking. Um, I had one of my first times I ever got to go to like a big music event and I had all these pictures with like some of my music heroes or whatever. And they're like, there's nothing on here. <gasps> oh, oh, it was no. the worst. And what I did That's was I, t- I got that film, like the actual film back and I just hung it on my wall as a reminder <laughs> of 
<laughs> I was there. Yeah. You don't well, know it, it was, but I was and there. And philosophically, it was a reminder of the moment is more important than the picture of the moment. Good so for you. even before we, because a lot of people talk about that now with like digital yeah. cameras, like, like put it down. Yeah. Experience the moment. And that's kind of what the, the feeling of that was. Here's a couple other stats for you 87% of selfies don't make the cut. So oh, it takes true. 10 selfies to get a good one. Usually <laughs> 10. Um, right, yes, that's <laughs> well, that's totally the average is 20 attempts to nail the perfect uh, picture. Um, so the 92 and I don't know anything about this. Never used one in my life. 92% of dating matches on the apps never meet in real life. Good. <laughs> that one. That one I think is smart. So there you go. Just some uh, some digital data. Uh, my next one is, um, I'm really curious what you're going to think about this. Is I would say this is a, uh, a what, what was the title of our prank session, or sequence, uh, blah, blah, thing that we prank did? Prank police? Prank police. Yeah. This is kind of a prank police one. All right. Okay. So I get, you know, I get to be the prank police here? You get to be the prank, prank. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Okay. Pizza restaurant closed after employees put laxatives on, pe- on pies. Now, it's a little bit deceiving. Hold because, on, hold on. The judge mm-hmm. is going to make a preliminary ruling. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a no go. This is not. This is not okay. <laughs> this is a crappy thing to this do. This is red light. Uh, <clears throat> prank police are issuing a ticket. I think this is misleading because the title of the it says pies, mm-hmm. but the employees admit to putting it on one pizza. Okay. And giving it to a coworker. Okay. So they they say that none of uh-huh. them made it to any of the other people. Still. Still issuing a citation here. Yeah, I, I think this is a little bit too far, especially because what had happened, what happened was <laughs> they they started posting about what they were doing on social media. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, the city gets involved and they're under right. investigation and the restaurants right. closed down. Sure. So because well, it's a place of business. Mr. Jim's Pizza has these kids just trying to pull a prank on somebody. Again, not an appropriate plank, prank. I totally agree with you. But. It shut their whole business down. Oh and- man! I mean, okay, yeah. See, I, I don't, I don't know that I would vote for shutting the business down. Like, I think you can have some common sense on this stuff and really get the details. The city's health inspector pulled their health permit and shut down the restaurant. Listen, I get it. I get it legalistically. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I'm more for a balanced approach to understanding these were idiot kids who did an idiot thing. Um, and I don't know that both both the people whose livelihood is at stake here. And the people that love this pizza place. Right. You know what I mean? What about all of us who love pizza? <laughs> so, you know, just just because, you know, some stupid kids wanted to play a prank on their friend and give them a little bit of the, the tomato sauce runs, uh, that doesn't, <laughs> that's not, that's not something that should, I think, I, again, I get the legalism of it. Sure. sure. You have every right to do that because they served bad food to a customer. But I don't know. Show some context. On the other side, yeah, these are these. This was a stupid thing to do. This is not a good prank. This is. You know, these are teenagers. The prank police says no. Um, I have two children who work in the pizza industry. Yep. So yeah, I I yeah these. And as much as I hate to say it, I mean, I hope I hope with so much hope that my two boy boys would be like, hey guys, this is this is a horrible idea. I hope I have trained them there, but they are teenagers, <laughs> teenagers, like especially they say male teenagers. The last thing to develop is forethought. That's, so that's what they say. So I have seen it <laughs> in my own life. Anyhow, well, that's that's my multi-layered I response. Just realized while you were responding, uh, which meant that I was only partially listening, but it sounded great. <laughs> so hey, another typical day on Chew the Dough. <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to it later when I listen to our podcast. Sure, and it's going to sure. be amazing. I do that from time to time and I'll realize that you said something really like clever great or- <laughs> f- 
funny, <laughs> hilarious, insightful. so insightful, and I'm life changing. <laughs> even I am right now because this happened in Springtown, Texas. I just realized, hey, I could go look at Mr. Jim's Pizza's Facebook page, page or Twitter, sure, and just kind of see like what's been going on. So on Monday, uh, the Springtown, Texas Police Department. Uh, made a post saying Chief Motley stopped by and picked up a Mr. Jim's pizza for lunch today. Quote, we're not going to let a little foolishness of a couple individuals hurt one of our local businesses. Oh, and good. so they went good. and they're, you know, reengaging. And well, so- there you go. See, that's all I want. I, I yeah, you, I mean, hopefully lessons are learned and all that kind of stuff. But and of course, the comments are like, well, did he crap his pants or what? <laughs> like, give us an update. <laughs> so uh, anyway, but I still, well, you know, yeah. hey. Diarrhea does rhyme with pizzeria, so... Wow, that's true. <laughs> that's a good observation there. Thank you, thank you. That's what my brain does. <laughs> it just connects things like that. Of course, I tune in when you do a groan-worthy moment, uh-huh. and, I'm, and not on one of your deep, deep, insightful moments. Which is everything else. Oh, sure. Uh, this is the average lifespan of the American couch. Have you ever thought Ooh. about uh, your couch and what it's lived through? You hear people say, if these walls could talk, but what, what, would, what would the couches say if the couches could talk? Nope. <laughs> no 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 i'm okay with walls talking couches not so much i just realized because of the butts is it because so much butt <laughs> it's too much uh the average couch lifespan is six years in a home wow so yeah that seems that's well maybe your wow is different my wow is that seems really short to me well it seems great for me because i would love to have a new couch and ours is nearing the six year mark and that means maybe it's like time isn't it isn't that human nature though the seven yeah. year itch like you get i mean they yeah. talk about that in marriage they talk about that you know in lots of things With like children. seven so <laughs> i'm just kidding that's a joke that was is a it a joke, joke it is it is, is a, joke. It a joke it's not even been i don't even know I'm no, not i mean even in there. general <laughs> i mean in general is that actually a joke <laughs> Um, so yeah, that actually kind of makes sense. Uh, the average couch holds a dollar 55 and change. Ooh. So I'm thinking new business model. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking Taco Bell. <laughs> no, that's true. You can get a whole meal at Taco Bell. That's a great choice. Uh, average couch has been cried on 17 times. Huh? Okay. In that six years, that seems real small. <laughs> <laughs> you crying a lot on your couch today? Well, think about how I usually many- cry in bed, right? If oh. there's going to be crying. It's going to happen at, am I, am wow. I revealing a little bit too much? <laughs> no, I just feel like the deepest conversations in my home happen in the bedroom. Sure. I was thinking more about like watching movies. Oh, that's what I mean too. That's what I meant. Too. That's actually what I meant. Right, sure. Uh-huh. Um, there are other statistics here I won't go into, uh, but uh, it says that the typical couch has been napped on 36 times. That seems way low. Uh, played host to 32 catch-ups with family and friends and nursed us through 21 sick days. Wow. So Thanks, all those numbers couch. seem very low to me. They but seem low to me, too. Maybe we think we spend more time on our couches than we do. When's the last time you actually... You know what? I'm just thinking. I don't think I've sat on our couch maybe five times in the two years at this house. Because you're on your bed. Yeah, because I work from the bedroom. I, you know... I, but I, I, I do- I'm just really curious what people's... <laughs> like internal visual of you is just like rolling around in your bed all day long working (laughs) crying (laughs) so maybe that's it maybe a lot of us just don't use our couches as much as we think we do wow that's crazy uh less than half of people are proud of the way their home looks and would like to replace their furniture 
you know, furniture is one of those things. It's just so expensive. And so you go onto Facebook marketplace and you buy it and then you buy somebody else's cry mm-hmm. couch. Yeah. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way to go. I can't imagine spending a couple thousand dollars on furniture. I've, I, we spent, I think 1400 on our couch and then I found it the next maybe year for $600 on Facebook marketplace. And I was like, we just got Derp. a gorgeous L couch for 300 bucks on Facebook marketplace. And I'm just like that. That is 1200 new. I don't care whose butts have been on it. If you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to try to move on from that. If, you can't, if you, if you are interested in Facebook marketplace, like that kind of stuff. And there's other apps, just, there's other trade apps and that kind of stuff too. Go look in the rich neighborhoods. Those rich people, they don't even care. No, they'll buy something new and they'll get rid of it. Barely used a few years later. Cause they're done with it for right? just a few hundred dollars. Sure. We got our, we got our refrigerator from a rich neighborhood and we got uh, a whole bedroom set for Iris for super cheap. Just from people who have very, very big homes. You pull yeah. up in your little crappy Iris and a, a beat up truck and mm-hmm. you don't care. You just take it home and you've got some good furniture. The best, the most expensive thing we've ever bought furniture wise is a mattress. That's like, you know, buying- I think you should buy new mattresses. Let's just be very clear. <laughs> well, not, I don't know. I wouldn't judge somebody for, for buying a used mattress. But I just, it was one thing we wanted to do and we knew it would last us a long time. I genuinely care about you as a person. Don't buy somebody else's mattress. (laughs) Okay, fine. Don't do that. I think we're way too concerned with those kind of things. Don't, don't. Just don't do it. (laughs) Is it the bed bugs? Tell me it's the bed bugs. Please just sleep on a fresh mattress that you then filth up. You can sell it to somebody if you want to. That's fine. Okay. But buying a buying a mattress from <laughs> what, do you, what do you think they're just sleeping right on the mattress? I'm just standing on it and okay. peeing all over. Right. What are you thinking? It's not a hotel mattress. Uh, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of hotel mattresses. Yeah, people that's treat scary. their mattresses okay. Uh-huh. For the most part. All right. My last one I've actually seen uh cross the news several times, but it's circulating again because we're nearing the due date. There are 19 people in this hospital that are all expecting children at the same like in the same window of time. 19 and one, you know, 19 OBGYN ward. Most of them are on this labor and delivery area. There's like pictures of them all standing Mm -hmm. side by side. One of the things I love about that photo, and I kind of actually mentioned it even in the NLS uh, episode Mm -hmm. that you see women. Good job by the way using the initials. Thank you. I don't have the tattoo yet. Um, Is like the, they're all standing side by side and their pregnancies just look so different. Oh, yeah. No, that's great. I love that. And this was one of those photos I was thinking of when I did the episode. So it's just kind of neat. I I, I think moments like this are kind of funny. And, and when you think about it, it's like, oh, cool. They're all going to be able to relate to each other as they all experience going through, whether that's a first time mom or not. They all have each other to kind of be around and talk about their experiences with. I mean, until you mentioned it, I don't know that I would have known that was a lot. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how it works. Is that not like? Aren't there usually people expecting children around the same time? Yeah, but all in the same workplace. I guess I just wouldn't have known what the number was that would be extreme. Oh, in the same workplace, they all work. They all work together. Yeah. Oh, I missed that part. I thought it was just from the same like doctor or something. No, this. So the first nurse was Briley Hosh. I hope I'm spelling her saying her name correctly. She announced that she's due on the thirtieth. And then all these other staff members begin to talk about Wait, it. Wait, it's hospital staff? Yeah. The hospital staff themselves yes. are are all pregnant. Yes. All 19 of them. Uh-huh. About the same time. Mm-hmm. Don't go to that hospital. 
the baby announcements <laughs> at kept, once the entire staff disappears it felt like every day there for a while there was another person saying that they were expecting every time we would come to work there were jokes about okay who's pregnant this time and the rumors just kept going and going and the list kept getting longer and longer so the grand total is 19 staff members also includes three men whose wives are having babies on the way um so that's all kind of happening we're gonna all. find out we're gonna find out later there's something wacky going on are we yeah some you, sort of some sort of doctors doing an experiment oh that's that's what the comments are all saying it's like <laughs> some sort of conspiracy yeah that's already I, I, i'm all down over it. i'm you down with so? the conspiracy theories i don't know about that <laughs> ready for my last one ready watching spider-man helps cure actual fear of spiders study mm-hmm. finds so mm-hmm. a new okay. study says uh, that if you are afraid of something and you actually watch something that is fun, that involves that thing, that it can actually help heal your fear of said thing. There was an actual term for it. So because I know that there's some therapies where you're faced with your fears, but they're saying specifically a fun environment. Yes. Well, doesn't it's called, that just make sense? It's called in vitro exposure. In vitro so exposure. So they've talked about exposure therapy for a long time. The idea that you can face your fears by being exposed to them. So if you're afraid of spiders. Go watch here, Lord of the Rings. Here's here. No, here's a spider. Like here oh, is a spider. Actual... That's actual exposure therapy. Mm-hmm. In vitro exposure therapy is a safer way for somebody with a fear to experience that fear in a different kind of way. Hmm. So, so they actually did an experiment with people who have arachnophobia. Uh, and after they watched Spider-Man, they were 20% less afraid of spiders because so, they had a good time. And Ant-Man, they showed him Ant-Man too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Don't show him Lord of the Rings. I was saying that to be <laughs> kidding, joking. She lobe. Don't. Yeah. She lob. Don't. It's not lobe. I, I think it's lob. Okay. I think it's she lob. No, I trust you. Um, These are the important That's a bad things. one. Don't do that one. Yeah. Also, also not a few of the Harry Potter things, especially Ooh. not the ride. Don't take them on the Harry Potter ride. Yeah. There is this moment no, that might be when good... you're on the Harry Potter ride. Yeah. And the way that this ride is, it's like indoors and it kind of whips you from scene to right. scene to scene. And all of a sudden you're basically face to face with this gigantic spider. Mm-hmm. Do not recommend. In fact, I did not have a fear of spiders, but then I went on that ride. And now you do. And for a few weeks there, I was a little jittery, a little a little twitchy. Uh, <laughs> so you're saying it may be the opposite. Could be the opposite. It's it's in it's an out vitro. I just uh, wanted therapy. to know if you wanted to watch Finding Nemo again. Like if you know, like if we could move you towards a My healing, shark fear? Uh, you know, of your shark fear. We can watch Finding Nemo. We can watch Shark Tale. Yeah. We can watch this fun stuff with these sharks that aren't all that scary. Okay. Well, here's something that I have been doing, and that is watch Baby Shark. On YouTube, <laughs> that's a that's a great example. Are My, you less afraid of sharks because you're singing "Baby Shark" with your daughter? Nope. Now I'm more mad. <laughs> now I'm just more pissed off. <laughs> just angry in general. Wait, can I can I ask an honest question? <laughs> sure. Have you ever had a moment singing "Baby Shark" with your daughter where you're where you got freaked out? Where you were like, "Oh, we're talking about sharks," and um, then your brain did that thing where it takes it somewhere that you don't want it to. Twice. Oh, that's amazing. Twice. And it's so happened. awful. I'm so sorry, but that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, we're doing like little hand uh-huh. motions that yeah. go with it, and I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. That's just that's really funny. Oh, well, this has been fun. Yeah. Thank you for perusing the news with us. We do this every Tuesday, unless I forget and prepare myself for a, a New Music Digest <laughs> instead. Uh, but that's coming up. New Music Digest will be this week. We'll do those once a month. Um, and by the way, if you subscribe to the New Music Digest podcast feed, 
or the Peruse the News podcast feed, uh, we will be uh, having these episodes pop up in their respective feeds as well. So anytime we do a Peruse the News, it'll be in Shoe the Dough, but it'll also be in the Peruse the News feed. So you're more than welcome to subscribe to as many of them as you want, but uh, this is the, the main place. This is the main place. Where they, they will be. Um, uh, this main place couldn't happen without support from some of our peoples that we have here. We want to just go through a few of those thank yous. Thanks to me, you know, <laughs> for being okay. I, no, I, very much thanks to Danae. <laughs> we would never know about Ninja Gorillas without her. Uh, no, thank you to Chris Tilly for composing our music that you're hearing in the background. He created it all from his own imagination and talent. So thank you. And, and a also, little bit of technology. Thanks to producer Phil for helping us put the show together. Um, and thank you to our members of Studio DNA. That's through Patreon. Uh, Patreon Patreon.com slash Studio DNA. Nice little podcast feed there of all the different podcasts in the network. This is kind of the front-facing podcast of the network. Uh, this is kind of what started it all. So this, if you want to support this podcast financially, just do it by supporting the podcast network at patreon.com slash Studio DNA. Our Studio DNA members do get their own podcast feed with all the bonus episodes, including <laughs> Danae vomiting about the latest Game of Thrones episode, because she has to tell someone. I did. I had to talk about it with somebody. Also, thanks to everybody who is rating and subscribing to the show, specifically on iTunes. If you could leave us a star review and an actual physical written review that is super helpful just to do that all um, through apple and feel free to give us an email feedback at shoe if you have anything to say any ideas for an episode whatever we'd love to hear them feedback at shoe the dough.com <laughs>